You know, I've been a clinician for long enough. I'm pretty confident. I feel good. I get excited about evals. What challenge am I going to have? What's this client going to need? I know I'm going to do a good job. But here I feel so out of my comfort zone. Almost second-guessing myself and hesitant about, oh, I don't know if I want to take that one. Walking in, being carried in, coming off of a motorcycle, and then hobbling over. I don't know if I can handle that. I don't know. I think I'm afraid. What if I can't do anything? What if I can't make them better? Do I even want to try? I don't want to fail. But that's the only way I'm going to learn. That's Fox physical therapist Kate Campbell, who recently took a trip to Haiti to practice physical therapy for those who didn't have any access to it. She brought along her cell phone and recorded some dear diary moments along the way things she was thinking about, feeling, and things she was seeing in a very, very different world. After she got back from her trip, we were lucky enough to get Kate on the phone to see how it went. The purpose was licensed PTs to train the clinicians. We were in a city. They went to work. They traveled motorcycles. They called motos to work every day or they walked. They had to see a physician to then come to us. There is rehabilitation, even though they probably learned it from the physician. So most of them were local. You know, I saw someone with back pain because he was sitting because he worked at a gas station. I saw a mom who has neck pain because she has to lift a bucket of water to do everything, the cooking, the cleaning. There are people that come from very far away and they have to pay for a taxi. Even in a place where people earn so little, where missing a day of work costs them dearly, they valued their time seeing a physical therapist so much that they were willing to pay that price in both money and in time. And their drive, once they got there to PT, was also something worth mentioning. That they're willing to show up at 8.30 and they could potentially sit there till two, three o'clock in the afternoon until we are ready to see that. That important to them. Three days a week. If it takes three days a week, they would do that. What were the types of individuals that you were seeing? You know, what were, what were the, some, some common issues with who you were working with? Number one, stroke. Stroke was the biggest thing. And what's interesting is it's hemorrhagic. Stroke, because of hypertension that's not treated, high salt diet, dehydrated, heat stroke, because they don't have air conditioning. So they're hot. They don't have access to clean water or enough water. People will come in a few days post-stroke, not weeks, not months, days post-stroke. What was it like when you were actually able to, uh, to treat these individuals, spend some time one-on-one, Ooh. describe how they reacted to you? They were extremely grateful. They listened, they tried hard, they pushed. I would ask more, can you do more? And I don't think they ever said, I'm done. They would stay and work for two hours if I let them. I really had to say, that's enough for today. You have to go home. Working with patients in Haiti was both fulfilling and eye-opening for Kate. But remember, the patients weren't her primary reason for being there. The goal wasn't to help one person get better. The goal was to help the clinicians be better at treating everybody. So it was a lot of co-treating. But the clinician, one, was trained in Cuba. He is a PT. And the other two are on-the-job trained. They're not PTAs. They're not PTs. They just show up for work. Some of the hardest lessons were teaching the local Haitian clinicians when not to treat and what not to do 
to prevent further injury. No, this is a fracture that could get worse. I mean, really dangerous things or that someone is actively having a heat stroke. So we didn't necessarily do everybody one-on-one. I take an eval because if I write my notes in English, they're not going to be able to carry out my plan of care. It's more important to co-treat so that they can carry on or take the principles I used for someone new and apply it to other patients. It really was like a clinical experience is what you were getting to facilitate. Now, I, I like that because that, that comes with the big word in, in mission trips, which is sustainability. Long after you've yeah. gone, you're going to have an impact in that community. We want them to take these principles and be able to apply them and use them and help more people get better. We want to leave them able to be independent. Here's one of those Dear Diary recordings that we had Kate make on her phone while she was on site in Haiti, talking about an experience she had with a patient. Man, I wish I had a picture of this one. Let's see if I can paint it. Um, A family arrived to the clinic on a motorcycle, dad in front, kid in the middle, mom in back, kid probably 10, 11, 12 years old, tall, lanky, skinny kid. And they drag him off of the motorcycle like a rag doll. And they can't pick him up and they just kind of help him hobble over. And then I don't really see what happens. I don't get to treat him and another clinician comes up to me and says, Kate, when you organized the closet, did you see any pediatric knee braces? And I said, no, I think we might have an elbow brace. And she said, 15 days ago, an object fell on his femur and they finally got an x-ray and it's totally displaced in two pieces. And there's nothing they can do about it. And this is not an uncommon occurrence, for sure. This has been happening all week, things like this. Well, it sounds like things are done a little bit differently in Haiti versus here in the U.S. Another amazing thing is the patient's level of motivation to get better. People get better faster there. They have no choice. They have to. They can't take a break. No one comes in in a wheelchair. These women, these men with strokes, the daughter or son will help fling them over the back of the motorcycle. That's how they get there. And then they have to walk into a clinic, which doesn't have stairs, put them down, and they wait there for hours. There's no accommodation. There's no, like, ADA. And so how much could we translate to our patients? Be like, yeah, I know it's hard, but you got to do it. It'll help. I promise you'll get better because of it. It's necessity. And they realize that if they don't do it for themselves, that uh, nothing's going to get better. And to them, you know, the margin between success and failure is so thin. If they do suffer something like a stroke, they know they've got to get themselves better or be a very active participant in it or they yeah. won't. They are all trying They participated. They were willing. They were engaged. And they had a great support network. Everyone came in with a son or a daughter or sister and stayed there the whole time. They were learning. They were engaged because they were going to go home and do the same thing. And they get better. What did this uh, trip teach you and what could it teach others who would go on something similar? What are some lessons that you got to bring home with you? 
I think I talked already about just being so grateful for what I have. Keep that gratitude and try to pass it down. We have something we like to call the uh, foxtail on the show. Why did you decide to uh, choose to work with older adults? Oh, boy. I went to PT school as athlete thinking I'm going to do sports and ortho, and I sure did. I did my five years, and I had kids. 7 a.m. morning appointment and 8 p.m. evening appointment is really not good for my personal life. So I started looking around and I met with the regional director at Fox. I like that quality. I like that I can go to some home and it's functional and spend an hour if I had to. And I am hooked. Even though I'm board certified, now I really want my GCF. <laughs> I just want to be better at doing this. And I've learned so much along the way, but I've really learned to like this population. So I have definitely fallen in love with this population and with Fox. This was a, a good life and a professional change for me. Kate, thanks for doing what you do and being a part of the practice. And uh, thank you for doing that and passing along some knowledge and, uh, and really valuable information for some people who needed it. Jimmy, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to FoxCast PT. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Fox clinicians work hard, love their work, and get the respect they deserve. Sound good? Then you'll love the autonomy to work in your own style and the support you get to achieve excellence. Plus, freedom and flexibility to have a personal life. Whether it's your first day or you've been around for a while, your contribution is acknowledged and rewarded. That's what makes Fox a success. Happy, well-trained clinicians make great healthcare. Are you a fit for Fox? Find out now at foxrehab.org.